It's time to think of your Google ads like you do your social media ads. Yes, it's time to bring funnels to Google. And in this episode, you're going to learn exactly how to do it. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, let me quickly run through what it is. Each month, we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week, I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. We have spent the year so far exploring the marketing strategies you could you should consider even to overcome the key new pressures in e-commerce marketing, namely increasing competition levels, the death of cookies and consumers' interest growth in human connection. So we've covered, uh, we did a month on post-cookie-pocalypse digital marketing and we did another month on offline marketing, which proved very, very popular with you guys. Um, So thanks for tuning into those. And do listen back to those if you're looking for a marketing mix shakeup. This month, We're getting back to normal-ish and we are going to be all about Google ads. Yes, I have five experts coming up over the next five weeks to talk about a channel that's often overlooked, hugely complex and which has massive potential. We're starting the month with the wide view, going through how to use all the bits of Google ads together to create the ultimate conversion funnel. Super nice tips coming up. In today's episode, we're exploring how you can make your Google ads function more like your Facebook ads with deploying the right types of ads at the right points in your campaigns, in your buyer's journey. Some really great tips coming up from today's um, expert. We're going to meet her in a moment, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with Google Ads expert, Laura Hogan. Laura comes highly recommended for her Google Ads skills by the CEO of one of the UK's leading Shopify agencies, Blend Commerce. So thank you very much for the tip, Adam. Laura is the owner of Sweet Digital, a fully remote digital marketing agency and has over a decade of Google Ads experience. Hello, Laura. Hey, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited to talk to you about this because Google Ads, as the listeners know, I tell them far too often, I used to run a Google Ads agency and I love hearing what's going on in the world I left. Um, But I also love the fact we're going to be talking about how to make all those various bits of Google work together, which I think a lot of businesses really struggle with. But we'll kind of of get get into that in a minute. First off, though, how did you find your way into the marvelous world of Google Ads? I started um, at an e-commerce business in Birmingham. I actually started in blogging and getting people to review products because back in the olden days of SEO, 
you could send people products to review and give them an anchor text link and then put it in their blogs and then your rankings would go up and everybody be really happy. Can't quite do it that simply oh, the now. Good old days. The good old days. <laughs> yeah. Can't quite do it that simply now. And my manager at the time introduced me to Google Ads. And you know what? You just let me have a play with it and let me get a feel for it. Let me learn it. He didn't kind of sit there and preach it to me. So I learned a lot of how I started in Google Ads just by trial and error, by testing things out. I had a budget to play with that we could work with. I watched a lot of webinars, you know, read blogs like Wordstream and things like that from back in the day and just kind of built up my knowledge from there. And I think that's the best way to build up my knowledge with anything. Give it a go. Yeah. And in that you clearly got the bug because you're still doing it uh, many years later. Yeah, I like numbers. And my favorite thing with Google Ads is that it's really cut and dry. Your figures are there. You make a change. You can see impact of that change in a short period of time. Whereas with some of the other marketing that we do, particularly SEO, you know, you can take weeks to see the impact of something that you've done. Um, so I really like the tangibility of Google Ads. Yeah, it's fast and it's tangible, isn't it? It's, I, was thinking, I was thinking of it as a black and white marketing channel. Yeah. There's very little grey going on in the world of Google Ads. You've got it right or you haven't got it right. Yeah, it's approved or it's disapproved, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that as well. Um, so, Laura, you're here to talk to us about how to build the ultimate conversion funnel in Google Ads, which, as I kind of mentioned, is there are a lot of different bits to the Google Ads world. And I, I certainly find a lot of e-commerce brands, they probably only discover shopping campaigns or keywords, or maybe both of them, but they don't really go much beyond that. And there's an awful lot we can do with Google Ads to to stack the different elements on top of one another. So where, when you're building this out for a brand, where do you where do you start? What's the linchpin of that funnel for you? You know, ironically, it's with a pen and paper, which is like the opposite <laughs> of, of online marketing. I'm a big fan of linear campaigns. And, and always have been. So I literally pen and paper and mind map out what do we want to sell on Google Ads? What What's our key themes? You know, our, our key product categories. Then within that category, what are our subcategories that we're promoting? With shopping, I go very, very linear on the campaign structure of shopping and say if you're selling shoes, I'd then have separate campaigns for trainers, for boots, for um, flip-flops, because you've got that control over the budget and in you know summertime you want to be selling more sandals and ug boots for instance so it's about being able to be really effective with the budget that you've got but for funnels i think a lot of the time we we split out social and google ads and we don't consider them to be similar but in social advertising funnels is really key to getting them to work yeah but we don't always think about using funnels in google ads yet it's such a good arsenal to retarget our users and to get them back. And there's a lot of options to use on Google Ads that can help us do that. So with shopping, for instance, set up a retargeting campaign, you know, set up your audiences in Google Ads or within Google Analytics. I prefer Google Analytics and using the audiences from there and pulling those into Google Ads. You know, you set up a 30-day, a 14-day, a 7-day, even smaller if your traffic numbers allow and set a campaign that's a retargeting shopping campaign purely for that audience, be much more aggressive with your bids than you're on your prospecting, 
because you you'll know from your own analytics data what your average purchase cycle is and how long the past you purchase is so if you're still then retargeting people as they're coming back and doing their browsing on pricing and and looking for codes and elements like that you're in their head constantly the frequency that they're seeing you is going to be much stronger so they're more likely to convert with you I think that's such a key thing for us to be doing in 2022 because competition levels have gone up so yeah. much. If you're not fighting it out further down the funnel, you're going to miss out because consumers have so many buying options at the moment. And because the, that's pushing up the cost per clicks and the CPMs, we've got to be that bit cleverer. We've got to put that bit more legwork in, haven't we? And this is really straightforward ways to do that. Yeah, 100%. You know, people... Our attention spans are so low now that we need to be reminding people that we're there and keep triggering for searches that they do. I mean, I tend to start with a DSA from a prospecting perspective. Can you just say what you mean as a DSA? A dynamic search ad. And what these allow us to do is target via landing page rather than keyword. So say if you've got your shoes top level category page, you can put that in as your target landing page. And then Google's automation will then show your ad for keywords related to your shoes page. So it could be like size five red high heel could trigger the ad to show. It's very good for keyword mining, but you don't want to make it too broad because it can run away with itself. Keyword mining. Sorry, I'm going to ask you another one now. Um, What do we mean by keyword mining? To get an idea of what people are searching for and how they're searching, you know, we can do keyword research beforehand, but it's always that, do people put size five red shoe or do they put red shoe size five, shoe red size five? And this can just give us a little bit more guidance of exactly how our users are searching. And often it's not quite what we think. Well, I always think keyword research can take you so far, but sooner or later, you've got to see what your customers and the people you can attract to your website actually do on those keywords. And the only way to do that is to put some cash behind it and see what happens, which is where the keyword mining comes in. But I love the idea of using the dynamic search ads where you're going, here's our shoes category, not our homepage, everyone. <laughs> not the homepage. We don't want to go that broad. Here's our shoes category. Google, do us some do us some keyword mining. Yeah, show, show us which is the most popular, you know, how people are searching. And then you can use that data to then go, okay, red shoes are really popular, white shoes no one cares about. I'm going to set up a separate red shoes campaign now. That's, you know, it could be a standard search campaign. You could even then do a separate red shoe shopping campaign if you've got your feed structured well enough with custom labels on it for colour, for instance. So it just gives you some information to then start building out your different funnels you can set up retargeting based on people who came through from your DSA ad and retarget those people with an ad with an offering, potentially. I always think if you, if you can, it's good to try and put a discount code on any of your retargeting collateral, no matter what platform that's on. But I appreciate we can't always use discount codes. But it just it's another lever for people to come back and, and shop with us rather, rather than somebody else. But yeah, think of how you'd structure your social campaigns and you know, work off work off your user list. If you have a customer database, a historic customer database, upload that as a customer match and target those with separate ads in Google as well. You know, you know they've purchased from you before, you've got their permission to use the to use the data. So give them a comeback voucher. 
if they're searching anything related to what you want to trigger for. It's all just these little little hits that you're using on other channels that we just want to bring into Google Ads as well. I love that. We take, so we're taking kind of like the strategy we'd apply to our social, but we're bringing it into the Google space. You, you mentioned a whole load of very cool stuff there, Laura. So I'm <laughs> going to try and unpick it for everybody. The first thing you mentioned was around, we do the DSA, the dynamic search ad on our shoes category. We see that red shoes is doing better than white shoes. And not only do we then bid more on red shoes, but we then put our work in to build it out. Cause you said at the beginning, you know, we start off with our pen and paper and we sketch out what it should be. I'm sure you find this one. Well. A lot of businesses then just go and build everything they can possibly think of <laughs> rather than going, let's let the data show us the way and save ourselves several days of work by going, oh, there's no point in building out white shoes. So let's build out the red shoes category. And then what you're saying is that we then take that to another level and we go, right, the areas we're getting the most traction, that's where we're going to build the funnel. So it's not like a whole business funnel. It's, in this instance, a red shoes funnel because red shoes is the product we can sell well on the Google Ad platform. Yeah, 100%. And you could even start just with your high margin products and work it that way as well or high stock products. Unless you've got the biggest budget in the world, it's really difficult to target everything on your e-commerce store. So you've got to make some decisions about what you want to put the budget into and sell, particularly if if you want strong visibility across shopping, across search, across Gmail. I know that's going soon. Um, and display, like, you know, you need, there's a lot of things there that you're trying to target. So you need to give each one a good amount of budget to give it a real good go. And the time to make it yes. a good ad. Because whilst we start off with the dynamic search ads where Google creates the ads for you, that's not Google ain't gonna do that the whole time, <laughs> are they? So we need time to create good ads and to test good ads at all these different stages of the funnel. And you know, and like you said, to see if coupons work for us and at what stage of stage of the funnel they work best for us. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, you may even then need to go and do landing page changes to help increase your quality score as well. So it can be a never-ending cycle of getting it to the point of perfection, if that even exists. <laughs> if, it, if it does, Google will change the algorithm as soon as we found it. 100%. We can be sure. <laughs> um, and then you also, you dripped in there, customer match, yeah. which is something I certainly find a lot of people do not know exists. They're really used to uploading data into Facebook ads, but they're not so aware that they can upload their lists into their Google ads and deploy that in the same way across all the Google programs. So can you just tell us a little bit about customer match for anyone whose ears went customer match? What's customer match? And have now gone, oh my God, I can upload data. I didn't know I could do this. So could you tell us a little bit about how that works and how people can use it? Yeah, of course. So exactly the same as your Facebook route, you get your list of email addresses through your audiences section in Google, you, you can add it within there. It takes a few hours, dependent on size, to populate. So you might want to come back and finish it off the next day. And then you can use that as your audience targeting option on your campaign so that it only targets people whose email addresses are on this list. Naturally, they do need to be signed in for Google to be able to match the email address um, to the user. So it can be a bit hit and miss, but if you've got a big list, it's a bit more of a hit than a miss on there. But it's really good for targeting them with an ad that, you know, tells them that you know they've shopped before, that, you know, it'd be great to see you come back, here's 25% off. 
that kind of messaging for if they're searching for whatever keywords you, you put in. You could even use it with display. So you could just have a very nice generic, you know, we've got check out our new season range, get 25% off that only goes out to those people. So it's a good way of just re-engaging past customers that haven't shopped with you in, say, three months, six months, et cetera. And um, you mentioned three months, six months, et cetera, because we can segment here, can't we? So we can up, we don't have to upload everybody. We can upload the last 30 days or people who previously bought red shoes or so long as the, the audience is large enough yeah. for it to work for us. So don't go too niche, everybody, because uh, that'll be a waste of your time. But we can segment and upload different groups of customers for different pieces of activity. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, think about your naming conventions when you are creating your list and uploading them just so you know which ones you're 30 and you're 60 and, and whatnot but yeah you can upload as many as you, as many as you like as well and it's just a really nice way of, of re-engaging people so let's let's kind of like think about how this funnel that we're going to be creating within google ads how many different bits of google ads would you build into it you know not taking it to the nth degree but kind of where you might get it to when you're optimizing it over say three to six months how would that kind of adding stuff in process look like? So I'd start with the dynamic search ad to get an idea of what's popular for us. Then I'd bring those out into their own campaigns as prospecting um, and take them out of the DSI so that we know, okay, we definitively, you know, we're getting a ROAS of value on red shoes. So we want to really push red shoes. So we add them as negative keywords to the DSA and then build out a keyword campaign specifically about them. Yeah, I would, just so we can control the budget on red shoes. And if we know it's doing well, we want to give it its own its own spend so that we can really monitor the conversion point on that. And um, Because we kind of know that our DSA won't have the strongest ROAS out of all our campaigns and we don't expect it to. But when we're pulling things out and getting linear, that's when we want it to have a really good um, ROAS and to build from that so to pull that out on its own I'd then get audiences set up for the red shoes pages providing we had enough traffic through analytics and start a display retargeting campaign for red shoes for anybody that came on and didn't buy so that we can pull them back and get those red shoes sold and kind of like a rinse and repeat then shopping as well as its own search I'd give it its own shopping campaign just for red shoes for prospecting and also for retargeting. And then, yeah, keep rinsing and repeating for what we're seeing continues to work on different DSIs. So it's the it's that two kind of two-stage process of the, the keywords or the shopping and then the corresponding remarketing activity of people who visited the website to get that first sale. And then we're using the customer match to get repeat purchases, but with more of a brand play, I yeah. suppose, on those. Yeah, I think we can be a lot more generic on the customer match because just because they bought red shoes once doesn't mean they need another pair of red shoes. They might want blue or white. So I think we can be a lot more generic and just, you know, here's a reason to come back to us for those guys. And to keep remembering to re-upload that email database as well because obviously as you get more people each month, you probably just want to refresh it so that you've got the latest people in there. And I suppose it's one of those things where every business is going to be slightly different. As we always say, you're yeah. all slightly different. But if you're a business who knows that you've kind of like got an entry product and then people go onto a subscription once they've tested you out or they go onto 
a bigger version or something else as they get used to your product, that's the sort of thing you'd be deploying with those customer match campaigns. Yeah, 100%. Subscription's a great shout because if you've got people who've dropped off subscription, get them on that list and keep hitting them with a comeback deal to get them back onto the subscription. You'd, you'd naturally do that on email marketing. So why not do it on through Google Ads as well? I mean, I think Gmail would be perfect for that. So like use it while you can kind of thing. Um, to, to get them back through that um but yeah any anybody like that that's a really good way of just reminding people that you're there how much longer is gmail advertising still around for on google i can't remember it's, it's either march or may that it's going but it's one of the m's yeah it's, <laughs> a, it's only you know two three months um that it's around for and i'll actually be quite sad when it goes because i've always been quite a fan of Gmail. I've always been a fan, but I've personally never managed to get it to work. So I would say, hey, come and have a play on my Google Gmail campaigns, but there's not much point now. Um, but anyway, I digress, yeah. everybody. I digress into my own Google Ads problems. <laughs> we found it worked really well with customer match and travel industries did quite well um, from, from Gmail, but you needed to have like a really good snappy offer you could put in the subject line just to claw people back in. Um, and to get them to engage with it. But I didn't like the reporting of Gmail actually within Google Ads because it skewed all your figures in your account. But yeah, that's a discussion for another day. That's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the problems of reporting with Google <laughs> <laughs> and campaign structures and budgets, as we've already mentioned. Um, so Laura, anything we haven't mentioned that we should have done about building this brilliant conversion funnel in our Google Ads? I think just try and test as well. You know, Google changes all the time, as we all know. So it's just keeping abreast of what they're currently liking or not liking, particularly from a bid strategy perspective. I think I'm, I feel like I'm forever changing bid strategies at the moment to find what's sitting and what's resonating. And especially as COVID is kind of changing a little bit and things feel like they're getting slightly more back to normal, it feels like the bid strategies that we had over COVID aren't quite working anymore in a lot of instances. So it's like having to go back and find what does. So yeah, I think just keep, keep trying and testing. There you go, guys. Keep trying and testing. As we say on this, this podcast, keep optimizing because yeah. you know, ne- you can never stop with Google ads in particular, never, ever stop every week. Um, well, thanks for all that, Laura. We are now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to be talking about the wider world of Google ads. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Laura, so far we've gone deep into how to build the ultimate conversion funnel. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole wide world of Google Ads. Well, I think we've probably mentioned everything already anyway. Um, but for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with Google Ads, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. So Laura, are you ready? 
Yes, mastermind me, let's go. Okay, cool. I like that, mastermind me. Um, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? You're going to do things wrong and that's okay. Learn from it, try something different and don't freak out. So I think that's the biggest thing. We've all had days where Google's done double the spend of what you've set as the daily budget because it just feels like it and you freak out it's okay like these things happen and it's part and parcel of using the software just take a deep breath get a cup of tea you know learn from it and move on (laughs) I like that things will go wrong however many years you've been doing google ads things will still go wrong you've just got to go right it's all right. We're learning. Take our learnings. Move on. I love that as a piece of advice. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? I think in general, it's I like changing bid stretches, weirdly. I know I mentioned that earlier, but sometimes you you just find that it's one seems to be working okay. But then when you change it up, um, I'm finding target impression share has been a really good bid strategy at the moment. Um, for a lot of clients, you just see like search impression share grow. You see the clicks grow with it. And I'm finding that that has been a really nice little optimization that's working quite nicely. It's an interesting one. It's not one I've heard before. So I like that one. Definitely want to go and test everybody hot off the press. Um, now, if someone listening wants to learn more about Google ads, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Obviously, podcasts like this are brilliant. I'm also a big fan of local meetups, WhatsApp groups. Um, you tend to find them on social. People will be talking about WhatsApp groups that they've got where you can knowledge share. And then, you know, Reddit is actually a really good place for discussion. Obviously, you don't need to mention client names and numbers and things. You can keep it very generic and you can get some really nice advice from there. But I think if you can find a group of people who are in the same industry, doing the same kind of things that, you know, you all get a WhatsApp group and bounce off each other. It's, it's so useful. Yeah. There's, there's the kind of like the book learning, webinar learning, podcast learning, et cetera, around Google ads. But then there's the having someone who's also doing it to go, this is really weird. Has anyone else seen this? And everyone goes, oh yeah, just do that. And all of a sudden it's sorted. Or they all go, yeah, that is really weird. How did you manage that? But it's that, that camaraderie is quite important if you really want to do well, isn't it? Yeah. A hundred percent. And when you're having a really bad day, you can talk to people and then they go, yeah, I've had that as well. I've had Google do that to me to and you know, Google to get that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? Expanded text ads being retired. I believe that's the end of June. So I'm kind of using this time now, pretty soon, and I'm going to be really sad when they go to test more with my RSAs, um, the responsive search ads that we are now being enforced and enslaved to use and kind of pinning a lot of headlines and descriptions and seeing which ones are doing best when they're pinned. I don't like all the automation on Google ads and I'm a bit of a control freak and I like to know how my ads are being displayed, you know, craft them as such so that they follow, Mm -hmm. that they flow through. So I think this is a really good time now to test out which of your headlines and your descriptions are working best check out the ones that aren't put new ones in because we still don't know what the best practice will be and um, from july because you know at the moment they suggest one rsa to expanded ads 
are they going to change that in July? I'm not sure. It's going to feel really weird to only have one ad in each ad group, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's not time to ignore it until June and worry about it in July. It's time to, as you said, to start testing it now and getting to grips with it so you're ready yeah. at that point in time. But, but if we know anything about when Google discontinues something, it doesn't mean everything else carries on as per normal. There may be new stuff coming into what does continue and different advice and different ways of working with it. So, um, so yeah, I love that. Start testing now and be ready. Yes. <laughs> is what we're saying. <laughs> Pretty much don't do a panic on July the 1st when they're gone. Yes. yes. And make sure you've got some of the alternatives set up in every campaign. Otherwise, all of a sudden you won't have any ad sharing at all, everybody. Yes, Which I suppose is the, the, the big issue for those especially for those of you running your own accounts if you've got an agency on this they're probably or or you know a specialist on it they're probably all over it but if you're running your own make sure you've got the new sort of ad live in anything or suddenly on the first of july nothing (laughs) um on that happy note uh (laughs) laura um we're very nearly at the end of the show so could you let the listeners know a little bit more about your business and how they can get in contact with you please yes so the we're called sweet digital and the website is suitsdigital.co.uk. Nice and simple. We offer full service marketing, um, whether that's SEO, PBC, um, social advertising, some PR as well, but a web building. And if you need us, just drop us a message on suitsdigital.co.uk and um, myself or Chris will get back to you. And that's sweet as in um, sweeties, isn't it? So S-W-E-E-T. Yes, as in sugar, sweets, because... I like sweets. (laughs) (laughs) And there was never a better reason to name an agency than you like the thing you're calling it. (laughs) Yeah, it was whenever anybody asked me, I was like, I just really like sweets. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, everyone. Sweetdigital.co.uk to get in contact with Laura and her team for any of your digital marketing needs. Um, Laura, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimising podcast. It's been Really cool explaining to everyone how they can mold all those bits of Google ads together to create more of a funnel impact than just a you're looking for us, here we are impact. So thanks so much for coming on and uh, and sharing so much with us. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. So there you go. It is time to think of your Google ads activity like you think of your Facebook ad and your Instagram ad. Think funnels. Use those tools to, first of all, mine the keywords, find out where the goodness is, where the sales are going to come from, where there's traffic, where there's volume, and then build out those separate stages so you can take people who are searching to your website, use the remarketing activity to bring them back to your website again to make sure they then go through and buy. And then for those people you've previously bought from you for whom you have data, you can use the display remarketing to bring them back to the site to buy more. So really interesting way of looking at Google Ads there and loads of very cool tips about key little bits of the platform as well from Laura. You can get links to all the bits and pieces we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar. Yes, as part of my mission to help you improve your Google Ads, I've invited all our specialists from this month to join us for a live Q&A session, which is your chance to get your questions answered. To sign up for that, just head to keepoptimizing.com and go to the webinar tab and there you'll find out how to, how to get all the details.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then stay tuned for our next episode because it's going to really help you build on what you've learned in this episode. And if you can't wait for that one to come out, you can get our last month of Google Ads. The last time we spent a whole month on Google Ads is available for you to listen to right now. Either head to keepoptimizing.com and go to the Google Ads topic page where you will find our webinar and each of the episodes, their notes and all the rest of it. You can listen right there or you can scroll back through our feed to episodes 45, 46, 47 and 48, which are full of lots more Google Ads advice. And of course, if you're on the website, don't forget to subscribe to our emails. And if you are scrolling back up through Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, make sure you're following us, subscribing us, etc. And you could even leave a review there if you fancy it. Please do also tell your fellow marketers about the show because I create it to help you and them improve the performance of your e-commerce marketing. Have a brilliant week and make sure you listen to the next episode so we can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything, keep optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.